You are listening to the Talking Tough Podcast, the world's toughest men and women at their most vulnerable. Their stories of triumph, their falls from grace, and their climb back to the top, to life. This is Rick Bassman here for Talking Tough on the Podcast One Network. Well, hey, everybody, Rick Bassman here live from Maui on Talking Tough, running late. Uh, you know, it's funny. There, there's two amazing ladies waiting on the line to be introduced. And we all, uh, all us men like to, to blame our ladies for always making us run late. But <laughs> I have to say that uh, today um, we're running on island time here in Hawaii. That's my mm-hmm. excuse. We're late because I screwed up. So I apologize to everybody out there. Usually like to be right on time, but I know we're going to make up for lost time. So you guys know what Talking Tough is by now. We, we go out to the world's most toughest men and women, and we get really vulnerable with them. We you know, peel back the layers, see what they're all about, how they rose to the top, how most of them, if not all of them, had a spectacular crash to the bottom. Thankfully, it hasn't applied to everybody. If they have, we talk about you know what it was like, what the downfall was like, how they came back to the top. Now, that's what Talking Tough has been about. When I started this podcast, I swore I was going to do everything I could to not make it pro wrestling and mixed martial arts centric. Uh, but at the end of the day, I just couldn't keep away from it. I love it too much. That's my world. Um, by accident, myself and my producer, John Pozorowski from the two-man power trip, came up with an idea. We were messing around one day, testing out this new StreamYard software um, with Dave Marquez, who owns United Wrestling Network. And the three of us recorded our conversation and we got amazing response. We were just bullshitting about the business and we had tons of people on, tons of comments, lots of compliments. So we thought, man, we should make this a podcast. Three people from the business that have different perspectives on the business and just kind of kind of free riff on it. So today is the, um, the birth of that experiment. I've got like hundreds of what I think are cool ideas for three-way combinations for this. But we landed on a what I think is going to be a very special one today. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about our guests that are coming up. You've seen them posted, so you know who they are. They are Melissa Cervantes, otherwise known as Thunder Rosa, and I'll introduce her in a moment, and Karin Maurer, who performed in WWF, not E, WWF, as Muffy, and has done all kinds of cool things in the entertainment industry. Uh, I know them both really well they're both friends so this is about the most unrehearsed interview or podcast you'll ever hear we're just we're going to go for it uh it's it's uh i'm psyched it's my pleasure to welcome my two friends karen muffy mauer and thunder rosa melissa cervantes are you ladies with us yes i'm right here (laughs) nice expression karen i love that you look pretty happy to be with us karen she's i'm just on because I'm so unprepared with this whole thing, and I didn't realize I didn't couldn't do this whole stream yard thing. <laughs> Go ahead. That's all right. You know what? I think the key word for today is unprepared. So that just means uh, we're we're gonna take the pressure off of ourselves, and we'll just we'll talk and have some Seriously? fun. Let's dive right in. Well, let's dive right Can in. I got something. I gotta go out and I back got... in. See, I'm always oh, no. in the ass. I'm gonna go out and come back. I'll be out and back. Keep going. Talk all to, right, all right. Go on. Thunder. She's more cuter than me. Go, go, go oh on. Go on. She left. Ah! <laughs> Hi, I'm Melissa. How are you? Hi. 
I'm good. Um, it's been um, a very interesting uh, day, to say the least. Um, um, things are like slowly, slowly uh, coming back to normal here in Texas. So uh, yeah, it's been. I'm. I'm good. <laughs> okay, cool. You know, one thing that we, one thing we always avoid on this show. Although you, I, I think I'm going to change my own rules right now. We avoid politics. Um, Karin, can you hear us? Can you hear me now? All right. We got you. Yes. You're 100. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. Um, um, but Melissa, are you, are you seeing everybody out there like really pro opening this country back up and you know, be, be damned with the uh, medical consequences. Is that pretty much the attitude out there in Texas? Um, yeah. I, I don't think the governor gives a shit. Okay. <laughs> at all, honestly. It's, I mean, honestly, like, um, this is a very, uh, money hungry state and, mm -hmm. you know, we stay in indoors for six weeks. The numbers were really low. And I think, um, people are desperate to get back to work and, and, you know, they don't want them to, you know, ask for so much help because as you know, like, I don't even know that the number of unemployment is right now. So he's like, We're, let's open slowly. And now that they've been slow, uh, opening slowly, um, the rate of contagious, is, uh, it's like higher. So yeah, of course, of course. Well, it's going to be interesting. You know, I, like I said, I don't, we don't get political on this, but I had to ask that question. And my, my take is I'm not on the left. I'm not on the right. I'm on the in the middle. We'll, we'll see what happens. I don't think anybody really knows till two years from now what this has all been about. But yeah. we'll we'll find out. I, I live like in the wilds of Maui, and you know this. I've I've embraced this time because this has made it like socially acceptable for me to be isolated, which I do already anyway. So it's all good for me. It's worked for yeah. me. Um, Karen Muffy Mauer, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? I'm I'm so glad to see you. I you really too. am. You too. My old friend. You look awesome. You look. How do you? you know, I know. I have a really serious subject I want to dive into. Oh, I just, it, and this just, and this is so it serious. Just saw you, guys, you and you're like, I need a serious. No, you guys get ready for this. Okay. All right. No, All right. you're, you're both, you're both trained pro wrestlers and both very good pro wrestlers, by Thank the you. way. Um, but you're also, you're also both very legitimate. Um, you're trained as fighters. You're competitive as fighters. Um, so here's what I want to say. I can still kick both your asses. Oh my God. There you go again. There you go again. I, I had to get into that. Sorry. Rick knows. Said, okay. Rick knows. <laughs> I brought him down from some jujitsu moves and he freaking screams his ass off when I pull a calf. I, I do a little pressure point on his calf and stuff. He has a problem with that. Wow. I have to say, I, I'm not saying that's not true, but I have to say I have no recollection of that. I truly don't. Did that actually happen? Yeah, we used to just like throw down a little bit. And then I remember going in for the good old calf raise and you're like, fuck. Oh, can I say the F word on, on this? You already did. Um, uh, <laughs> um, but I remember you're like, oh my God. So. Wow. Okay. I'm not, I'm not denying it. Um, so maybe I can't take you guys and I'm just like living under illusion or delusion all these years, but Probably you are. know what? I, it, it's my podcast and I wanted to say it. So I said it. Oh and there my you go. God. Of course. <laughs> right. Um, Karen. Yes. Karen, you know, you know, this is kind of cool. Um, so you're, you're in California on Pacific time. 
Melissa, you're in Texas on uh, Central Time. I'm uh, I'm in Maui on Hawaii time, and our producer John, who's on with us, is uh, on the East Coast on Eastern Time. Jesus. We're pretty high. We're pretty high tech. That's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? That we got yes, this it work. is. Wow, that, that I love it. Now, have you guys ever, the two of you, Karen and Melissa, have you guys ever met? Do you have any prior communication with each other? No, no. All she right, did right tell on. me. Right she on. did. She did tell me that she was a, a a freak and started checking out my Facebook shit. So now we know each other. <laughs> I was. I was. Yeah. Are, are you guys like ordering each other's merchandise now and stuff like that? Well, I didn't see her website. And so I don't know. I just saw like she was doing some really cool classes on Zoom or something, doing her. Yep. Is it kickboxing? What are you doing? Yeah, kick, it's a it's a cardio kickboxing class. Yeah, it yeah. looked pretty legit. I was like, I would have been blown in like twenty minutes, just doing that. <laughs> I'm blown in twenty minutes, but nobody realizes because I walk and I talk and I do stuff, and oh then I come God. back. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty cool. Though. Well, that's part that's part of the craft, isn't it? I, I have to ask. So people actually do sign up and spend money for online classes that this is a real thing. So what's happening is with Zoom is what I'm offering because I teach at a lot of gyms. So I offered if they can donate, they can donate 10 to 20 bucks. If they can't, they can't, but still take the class. So I send the link, they take the class and if they donate, great. If they don't, it's no big deal, but it's, I love it because it keeps me going. It keeps everybody else going and still making a few bucks. So I'm happy with it. Yeah, I I was over another thing here. If they don't, it's no big deal, but it's, I love it too. With Zoom, that's why I knew she was doing Zoom. I mean, a lot of the oh, right trainers are doing Zoom because you know we we can't go out and and exercise in groups. So I mean, it was it's it's pretty cool actually. It's it's, it's really um, I don't mind doing it often like that. So if I don't have to get out of my house, even better, you know. Let's, but, um, it's, it's an amazing thing, isn't it? That the whole mechanism, like we're doing here, the the three, four of us on live, the three of us and John, our producer. Oh, Zoom. I love it. We started a um. We started a UPW reunion group on Zoom recently, and we did our first call not long ago, um, and it was awesome. There were like 20 of us on there, and people we haven't seen in years. Karen, I hope you'll be on the next one. We missed you on the first one. Yeah, because um, it, uh, I, I don't know what day it is and what time it is, so at this point, I forget everything. It's so terrible. I forget. All right, let's talk, let's talk okay. some pro wrestling. All right. How's that? All right. So this is... I know that you're, you're both really, and this is good. This is, these are complimentary terms. You're both very direct. You're both very opinionated. You're both open. You're both honest. You're both straightforward. Um, Melissa's wondering where this is going to go already. I can see that. Yep. So, the, and, and, and Melissa currently, it's interesting. Karen, you know, ha, had her moment on the big stage. You know, she was on TV with Stephanie McMahon and WWF programming. That's a pretty big deal in our world. Um, that's, that's in Karen's past. And I, and I want to ask you a bunch of questions about that. And, you know, Melissa, you're, you're currently on the scene. Um, I don't know if you have any aspirations, um, eventually of being part of WWE or not. I know last time we spoke about it, it's over a year ago. So I'm going to want to ask you about that. Um, but you know, it's a very political business and very. I am wondering, I'm wondering how, um, how much we care about that on this conversation today, because I think, we could have get some really interesting takes on the current state of the business um, with the conversation between the three of us. Melissa, something's on your mind. Tell us. No, please. I just like, 
it's just so funny because people always like fans, especially fans, they'll be like, you should be in WWE. Oh, you should be in AEW. Da -da 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 -da, you know, but it's like when you rough somebody like the wrong way and it's like a person on top, it doesn't matter how talented you are. You know, they just won't get you in. Or if they have somebody in mind and they already make up their mind for like the what they want, that's what they want. And no matter how many times you do on, uh, you know, something, sometimes they don't they don't they don't do it and i feel like like i said i think i told you like they offered me an opportunity to be a referee not a no wrestler. not tell me that no yeah i was wow i was referred to, through a friend because i was like kind of thinking I'm, like, I'm just gonna fight just like, give me something easy like i don't have to bump or anything whatever if it's good money i'll do it they call me and they're like hey, we need a referee but they went to me because i spoke english and spanish not because like i could be like the greatest referee in the world they needed somebody that was bilingual you know, and if they needed somebody that was trilingual, I was willing to learn Farsi. I was willing to, willing to learn Japanese. I'm a smart woman. I know what the business needs, you know. So if you're going to pay me what I want and you want me to learn all the languages, hey, baby, I got it. I got you. You know, I'm going to do it. But I know I'm a good entertainer. I know I'm a great athlete. So I was just like, when my husband heard this, he was like, you're absolutely nuts. You shouldn't take it. You know, this is not your yeah. destiny. This is not why we have worked so hard. You know, you're here to break boundaries and you're here to break like glass ceilings. And this is what we've been doing on our own, you know. And if they're not going to accept you for who you are, then don't take it. Don't sell yourself for something like that. You know, so I said now from now on, if they want me, they're going to come and get me. Like it, how everything else has happened in my career. They want me, they come and approach me. Thankfully. That's right. You know, yeah. because when you're like, I feel sometimes like we whore ourselves because we want that dream so bad. And then we like, um, you know, we're, we're working when we're not supposed to be working, you know, when you're supposed to be at stay home, you know, you're putting your life in danger in the life of your kids and your family. You know, it's like you got to you got to think about those things, you know, and, and yes, I might get some heat or whatever. But, you know, I know I have the talent and I know I'm very talented. They haven't shown any interest in, in me. I don't know if it's because of who I am or whatever. Well, so so providing they do at one point, and and you know eventually chances are they're they're gonna come calling. Um, you know you you are very smart. I know that you're you're very adept at like navigating the political waters of this business, um, knowing everything you know. And this is gonna be a great segue to car because I know she can have some really insightful stuff to share. Because <laughs> um, I know she got to play backstage politics uh, with, with the folks there. Um, is is that something, Melissa? That you're like looking forward to that you're like dreading did you really are you ambivalent about it did you picture yourself being backstage and how, how do you envision that going down me backstage yeah yeah like you're back there are you going to want to be part of that environment or are you there just to make I, money i want to be part of an environment where they're going to accept me for who i am um <laughs> you know and working in big companies is really hard uh and i think that's a reason why you know um they, they don't take certain people and certain people get fired because they open their mouths or they express their opinion. You know, I mean, as you know, I'm very flexible. And when I worked in other companies and they offered me another character, it wasn't my character. I was willing to do it. But I think I worked so hard to to create this character, which is Thunder Rosa, which is owned and created by me, by my husband, by my family. And we continue to run it the way that we do. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'm willing to sacrifice my my freedom for the money. I've been able to survive and make really good money without having a huge company behind me, you know. 
and uh, and thank and thanks thanks to social media and, and and that I'm not afraid of like going out there and asking people, shaking hands, kissing babies. I know I'm gonna get further than than where I am right now. <laughs> no, I, I do kiss babies though. <laughs> <laughs> not right now, but I used to. I love. Yeah. Kids. So, so, um, Car so Car, with your experience and listening to what what Melissa is saying, like what what would you advise her? Is she is she on the right is she on the right thought track? Uh, I totally agree with her. I mean, during the time that I was in WWE, it was a whole different time. So it was a whole different way of that they were bringing women up and all that. So I got in there when China was huge, Lita was huge, Trish Stratus just came in, I came in. And so at that time, they're developing certain women, you know, and, and certain looks and stuff. I was miserable for three fucking years, okay? Three freaking years. And the reason was, I the only really good friend I had there was, was Lillian Garcia. And, and in the stunt business, when I work on a TV show or whatever, there's women there and supporting you or whatever. But in this time, there was no support. There was no looking forward to it. I was on the road, but what did I have looking forward to? Everybody's bashing you or trying to, to make you look worse than what you are because everybody's fighting for a position. They're fighting for the writer's position. So so at that time, it was completely different. Now, I look at it now, it seems that more of the women are getting better um, stage time and showing their talents and things like that. But, but when I was in it, it was not a good time. People were backstabbing and doing all this stuff. I don't think you need WWE or any wrestling thing. Like you said, there's social media. You have your ass and act together, and that's the most important thing. You can go anywhere with it. You don't need them. I mean, they're probably listening to me ready to just like kill me, but I don't care. <laughs> the fact is, is that with, like you said, social media and all that, if you're as good as you say you are, then damn girl, go get it. Don't, you don't need anybody else. It's so, it's so Karen, you said, you know, I, and I agree. I agree. I, I mean, I, I, Melissa's doing a great job handling her business. So, you know, props to you on that. You know, I'm a big fan of how you run your business. I would, I have been from day one. Um, I, I do think you'll end up there eventually. And, uh, you know, I, it's, it'll be interesting. I, I look forward to it. And, like it's, uh, it's, 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 this is the thing too. I'm not single. You know, I have kids and I have family. So it has to be worth for my family to move to another state and for me to be gone 360 days, mm -hmm. you know? And like I have aspirations, not only in the ring and entertainment. I, you know, I'm in a pro MMA fighter right now. So, you know, I got to, you know, finish all that stuff before I'm like, all right. Oh, by I'm the way, that. by the way, even though you are, and even though you are, I can still take you, by the way. I just wanted to mention that. Hey, guys, quick. Uh, I want to say a quick shout out to all, to a, a mutual friend of all of ours. Tom Howard is on watching. Ah, and, uh, ah, Tom wow. Howard. Boy, did Tom, Tom you just got put over big, man. <laughs> He's super nice. He's like one of the oh. nicest people I ever met. Oh, Thunder, he helped me so much. Oh, Tom yeah, helped he, me, he helped me so much. I miss so Tom. He is so right. good. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Karin, so you said you were miserable for the three years you were there. Now, now, when you came in, I remember you. You you were very pragmatic from day one. You were very easy to work with, but you, you, you had a good head on your shoulders. A lot of people come in as such fans. You know that. We all, we all, know, we all know people that come into training that way. And some are fans till the day they get there, and that's fine. But you know, I would think, Karen, people listening to you would be like, wait a sec. So she was at UPW for a while, 
and she went straight to WWF on television at Stephanie McMahon's side. Oh my God, that must have been like the greatest, most glamorous thing of all time. But clearly it wasn't. I know, you're laughing. I love Karen's face, that's why. Tell us what happened, if you don't mind. What was the experience like? Uh, like I said, I, I'm a social person. I like to have, you know, I like to interact with other people, women, whatever. And at that time, rest her soul, China was not at all the friendliest person, nor were most of the wrestlers because they were fighting for a position. And, and it's kind of like, I, I felt like outside my box, you know, because when I do stunts and all that, people are always so wonderful. And um, so when I got there, you travel a lot. They basically tell you you're supposed to be here or there. It's all up to you to get in a car, drive somewhere, figure out where you're going. I was lost. I was so lost and I couldn't even ask anyone. Well, that's not true. Lillian Garcia was the ultimate wonderful friend that helped me figure things out. You know what I mean? It was, and then you get there, you read the card if they want you on or they don't want you on. And listen, I say I was miserable because I want to have fun. I don't care how much money I make. I, if I make a dollar, I don't care. I want to enjoy what I'm doing. And if I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, why do I want to be there? And then after, after that terrible experience, well, I was Muffy the Fat Slayer, basically Stephanie McMahon's personal trainer. And so what the end of the end was when I kept pointing out all these people in the audience and I pointed to a very, very heavyweight girl. And, and I guess the mom just said, can you not put my daughter on the TV? Cause she was very heavy, you know? And it was, I kept telling people they're fat and they're lazy and they're ugly and things like that. And at that point, that was when they said they wanted me to go back into training and stuff. And I was happy with that. Very happy because I wasn't happy. I was, but I wasn't, I mean, sure. The money keeps you going. But that was when I was starting to get in the stunt business and, and I enjoyed that so much more and I wasn't enjoying it. It's, it's a whole, people think it's this whole glamour thing. It is not, you work your ass off. Yeah, you do. You work your ass off and you sit there and you keep your mouth shut and you just do your thing. It's, it's not this whole party. It's not a party. It was not right. for me. So, so with the experience, and, and I know that of course as well. So I'm, I'm, just, I'm nodding in agreement. Um, with the experience that you had and, and combined with what you said a few minutes ago, you understand the business has changed. I think you have a good take on that. I mean, arguably the top person in the industry now is a woman, Becky Lynch. Love arguably. it. I just uh, love it. It's so awesome. So, so w WWE are watching this right now and they go, hey, let's bring Muffy back and your phone rang. What would you say? Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Absolutely there you, not. There you go, Mark Corono, if you're listening. Absolutely not. <laughs> fair enough. Well, I had to ask. If, if I had to ask. Listen, if I was to go on and do some fun stuff, sure. But you know what? I'm already bashed him as it is. Stephanie was awesome. Everybody was awesome about it. It wasn't their fault. It was just the whole way that that whole thing went down. They were learning and bringing all these women in. But God, if, if women are more friendly and enjoyable and, and support each other and, you know, not be tearing up my wrestling clothes because they don't want me to wear it for that show, then, hey, Damn, you know, I'm oh, good. Shoot. Did, did that happen? <laughs> yes. Your stuff, oh, that's not cool. That's oh, shit, did you, find, did, did you find out who did it? Oh, I know. I'm never going to call names out. I know. You, you didn't, you didn't Until she writes her book. Not to be see, catty in the back. See, in the back. See, you would support. So you come in with your own costume and your own character. They don't take care of that. You, 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 you have your own uniforms. You, I didn't think about locking my suitcase like I care. You know what I mean? You're in a dressing room, which 
was uh, China's dressing room because she was the top girl at that point. And me, little peon, had to go to the corner and get dressed. But at that point, I left my suitcase, came back, and all my costumes were torn up. Oh, God. Wow. That's No, that's, that's the kind of stuff I, you know, I always promised myself that I was never going to do. Because even in the indies, like, they treated me like straight up shit. Some, pe some people did. And I never forget those people. Never, ever, ever, ever. Because I was always kind and always been kind to everybody that has come through my way. Because of how I was raised and also because I know karma comes to you really bad. And I don't want that. And I, I promised myself inside and outside of the ring that I was never going to treat somebody like that. Because it's not cool. Because if like it just messes with your with 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 yourself, you know, your insecurities and everything else as a woman, you know, like you were saying, like you you think that you're gonna go come into like a locker room where people are gonna be supportive and they're kinda like gonna guide you and like hold your hand. I was like, hey, these are the these are the ropes, right? And sometimes it's not like that at all. And, and no, it just destroys you, you know, like you finish the shows and you go back to the you go back to your room and you just like collapse crying because you don't know what to do to be part of the cool kids, you know, and I experienced that myself in other places. And it's horrible when you mess up and they tell you you're going to mess up because you're horrible. You don't belong here. And you mess right. up. It's just like it fucks with your head. You know, it's just like, dude, I'm new. Like I'm learning, you know, help me out instead of like tearing me apart. You know, and it's just like I hated that. And I keep hating that because I know some people, they still do that kind of stuff. And that's not OK. No, that's not it's okay. not OK. It's not. It should be. We should be supporting each other. So, yeah, and that's who you guys are as people. I know you mentioned karma, Melissa, but I, I know you wouldn't do that because that's not who you are as a person. And I would absolutely say the same thing about Karen. And when you are a good person at heart, as, as the two of you are, I, it just it makes that environment that much more challenging for sure. Do you do you guys watch Diva WWE Divas ever? Either I one used, of you ever watched? I, I used to. I used to too. Used to. What do you make of that? Is it is it a complete work? Do you think, or do you think that is reflective of how it is now? Um, I think it's like really staged. I mean, some of the stuff it's based on you know some real beef, but mostly is it's it's scripted. You know, mm -hmm. um, I know my uh, really uh, one of my really good friends. She's part of my team. Uh, she's a really big fan of the Bellas, and she's been following them for a long time. Um, now she watches the Bellas, and she's always telling me about what happened with the Bellas. So I think that that one right there is a little bit more close to reality than to, uh, totally this. Yeah, I've seen maybe two, three episodes only, and the reason I bring it up is, uh, you know, I, I look at it, and Karen, everything you're saying, I mean, I, I would just, I would agree with everything you've said, spot on. I mean, I was, you know, I was there at that time, oh, yeah. and also, and also, Melissa, I understand how the business has evolved, and I still like. I still like to thank the best of people in the best of situations. And when I watch that show, I mean, obviously, you know, we all know reality shows are, are not that at all. There, there's a, there's something they're trying to get to and get across, but I kind of read between the lines or try to and catch what the vibe is. And the, the vibe to me looked like they actually all were friends and getting along with each other. But I, I don't know. I just, I wanted to, it may not be the case. I was just curious if you guys thought well, they were. I got spoiled with UPW, and I'm not just saying that because you're on, but I got spoiled with UPW with, like, Tom Howard and, you know, Evan Marriott was there, and all the guys were so fun, and they were very supportive, and that was like a family. Oh, crap, my little battery's coming on. That was like a family. It was awesome. And so then going from that to the other thing, it was like, damn, it's like, oh, where's yeah. my UPW people? Supportive, yeah. fun, and exciting, and that was a, that was – 
probably the best experience out of all of this that I got to train with you and all the other fun guys. I learned no, I a lot. I appreciate you saying that. By the way, one of our OGs is on Bone Crusher. Robert Mukes is watching. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, Mukes. I don't know what to, uh, how's I, all. I have low battery. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> you might, no, your phone guess, might die. We'll, we'll stay with you as, as, as long as we can. I appreciate you saying that, Karin. Um, you know, the, the way we design UPW intentionally by culture, my philosophy always was this business is hard enough without going out of your way to make it harder on people. Yeah. Um, like, you know, we, we never went to, you know, beat the shit out of guys to, to teach them a lesson sort of stuff. Other than one unfortunate example where we had Sylvester Turkai beat up the Miz. And I, I still feel bad about that. To, I, and that's, that's God's honest truth. I still feel bad about that to these days because Miz turns out to be a really good guy, actually. But, um, you know, but apart from that, yeah, I mean, it was, that was a place and time that will never be oh. replicated. Melissa, you, you would have fit in so well, oh, though. It really, it was family. You're describing it. That's how I feel like NWA is now. Like the locker room and, you know, Billy and Lagana. Like they created the NWA that is now because they were themselves outcasted from, you know, big companies because they didn't see their vision. And now they're allowing us to be ourselves and they care for us as people, as persons, as individuals, yeah. which I That's really awesome. enjoy. I don't feel like, like I said, I don't feel like I, I, I am outcasted. I feel like I belong and I and I deserve to be there. And like the, all the girls, like we talk to each other, we help each other out in the ring, outside of the ring with whatever we need. We give each other feedback. We're not like, oh, bitch, like you sucked at this. No, it's like, hey, dude, like, hey, watch my mess. She swears more than me. <laughs> oh, girl, this is, I'm, I'm actually PG right now. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's it feels so good to be able to do that with other women. And they're, recept they're receptive to your, your, you know, what you believe they did right. And, and then they need to work on. So it's it's a really good environment for me. Well, Thunder, what I think you should do is keep doing what you're doing, but then kind of uh, work your way into the stunt business when we reopen the uh, film industry. I know. Listen, it's good to know because I get calls all the time for certain wrestlers for a certain show. Like it helps with a show that's going to be in Atlanta for heels. So we need to talk because they're going to need some doubles for wrestlers. And that might be the angle for you to go. Yes, I have a really good uh, uh, colleague. She's from Chicago. She started in stunts, and now she fell in love with wrestling, so she does wrestling now. But she's you know, really I, good. I knew, you, I knew you guys would get along, and there's something I want to add to that. But I want to do. I want to say a quick shout out to uh, to Lacey Ryan, who's watching, and uh, absolutely one of the best female wrestlers in the world right now, who's on her way up. She and, is uh, so Car Car good. Car good people. Good people I love too. It. Oh, I said um, she's so stiff. I just freaking love hearing all these <laughs> women wrestling and doing all this stuff. It's so great. I love it. So I mean, Karen and Melissa, I, I knew you guys would get along. Um, we got to, and I hadn't thought about this honestly to this minute, but I want to find a way to get you guys together somehow. Um, I can go to Cali, no problem. <laughs> I'm, you know, you know, I'm, I'm consulting for United Wrestling, you know, the company, Dave Marquez. Yeah. And they're in Central California, not far from you, Karen, actually. So when uh, you know when things open up again, um, we'll, Melissa, we'll bring you out and let's do something oh, with you guys. That would it. be fun. Oh, hey. I love it. I'm, that would I'm, be awesome. I'm, I'm planning to go to in, to my, uh, to San Diego in July, anyways, because I have to oh. go and do some stuff with my family. So just okay, letting so you guys know. Okay, good. So I'm right out here in uh, Malibu, and you can just give me a hookup and come visit. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh my God, how in old? In car, you live. She's go ahead. She, she looks like she's 12 and she's married and has kids. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> 33. 
Okay, good job. <laughs> what up, Rick? Yeah, you, you want to go down? You guys both. You guys I, both look let's great. Let's do some. Let's let's do some jujitsu, Rick. Woo! Oh, man. Hey, Karen, good, good. you know, you, you think I wanted you guys to meet just to see you guys work together? There's an ulterior motive here. I'm only so doing this because I know on. my battery's going to die and good. I can just leave like, you know. Then, yeah. See you later. <laughs> oh, my God. Let, leave out on top. No, and if, so, you know, <laughs> let's, do, let's do this now. Let's let's be talking as long okay. as your battery allows. Um, but, you know, in, in the event that you do suddenly just disappear on us, you know, I, I want to say I'm really glad that you came on today. It's awesome to see you here. I mean that sincerely. And I'm glad you guys met. I just I had a feeling. I knew you guys would get along. I think you have, as I wrote in the promo for this, I posted, I think you're both really good people with a lot of, you know, similar traits. You're, you're hardworking people. You're serious. You're solid. And I just thought it would be cool. And I think you guys vibe well. It's really cool to see this. Well, I have yeah. to say, though, and I did. This is what I must clarify. This has to be a clarification that I got into the business, WWE, very fortunately, because I didn't have any wrestling background. All I had was judo and jujitsu. And I remember I met you, Rick, and I said, oh, I want to be a wrestler. Oh, 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 oh. I can be a wrestler. And lo and behold, I learned some stuff and I learned with you. But um, all the women that are working their asses off, I hope they get a chance. Like, I did not. I, I was fortunate enough just to get jumped in and really quick and but that's okay. That's okay. That was your journey. And that's what a lot of people hate when somebody gets an opportunity like that. It happened to me too. Like I was one year in and I got signed to one of the big companies, uh, Lucha Underground, and everybody hated on me. Uh, okay. You know? So it's, I totally understand what you're going through. And it's like, it wasn't my fault. That's what the producers wanted. I'm sorry. Like you've been wrestling for 20 years. My bad. Uh, they picked me, right. you know? Right. So it's like circumstances happen that way and we have to accept them. And if people don't like them, you know, okay. I, I, I really <laughs> like her. Yeah, I know you're right. And the thing is, I always feel bad because people always ask me, did you love wrestling? Did you love it or whatever? I loved it because it was physical. I, I like that stunt kind of stuff, taking bumps and things like that. I didn't like the other stuff, of course. But the fact that all these women are training their asses off so hard, um, total respect. I must tell you, respect, 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 because I didn't do that. I mean, I trained hard, but not but by I no didn't. means didn't do that you know? yeah but it's it's like again for me i was a trained wrestler but i wasn't like very experienced on lucha libre which is like it was a totally different world i trained yeah. america you know american wrestling so and it's the same thing happened to me with mma they offered me to like have a professional fight in mma with absolutely no experience so i know yeah. i'm you know i'm rubbing people the wrong way but that doesn't mean i'm not working my ass off to gain the respect that i deserve because i just right. work as hard as anybody else in that ring and in the cage and my son can tell you i you know i i eat i eat it a lot he'd be watching me spar and he's Good. like you get, awesome. you get paid all the time for real i was like well this is part of me my you know my learning curve you know but you know i can't i can't focus on on that i have to focus on me on me getting better and and, and by the time when i get in the cage or i get in the ring i'm like i'm proud of what i have done you know Damn, girl. To better you, you're you're a a no, I'm done. Train. No, you're a runaway train. I mean, not a runaway train, but a, a, a powerful train with good force. And that's amazing. Yeah, that's I'm done wonderful. taking shit from people because it's like they always have something negative to say about you. Negative to say about your hustle. Negative to say about why you make the decisions that you make. I make them because, like you said, they make me happy. They make my family happy. I'm able to have freedom to do what I like and to be who I am. 
you know, and that's the most important part yes, it is. right now in my life, you know, and I know something bigger is going to come for me, but because I'm working on it and I have not stopped working on it. And if you're going to hate for my hustle and you're going to hate because I keep working on it, maybe you should work harder than me. You know, then a fuck are you? No, it's a, it's a spot on philosophy. I mean, what, what can you add to that? Possibly. Um, and, and Karen, you know, I, I think that, I think you were ahead of your time. I'm listening to Melissa and going, and I'm thinking this is like this is like Karen also. You you mm -hmm. you you came to 15 years too early, I think, in in my opinion. You know, if it, if you were entering the business now, or the business was then what it is now, I, it probably would have uh, probably would have been a lot different. I would imagine. I would have kicked you know, ass you know, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you you're you were a worker. You were a worker. You, I'm a you did, worker. You, you did the in the ring work and it just, it wasn't that back then. And that's so. okay. I'm, I'm in a, a wonderful place and I appreciate everything that I've been through to get here. Yeah, absolutely. That's, and that's how it should be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so guys, let, let me, let me ask you this before you get cut off. Oh, um, <laughs> Carmen, what are you my doing? Oh man, have you guys heard of that new that new patch that it's called like the it's like the biggest hottest thing on the market now. You stick it on your body and it's supposed it to a take pad? your pain right away. Um I've heard of it. Yeah. I have. have you, you know about that thing? No. Okay. I think I'm gonna order it. Well maybe we should do <laughs> no a podcast idea? on that uh, whatever. after this. <laughs> oh god. Okay, <laughs> we'll get on that. So Karen, what what um what's what's like the most exciting thing in your life these days? What are you working on that you get jazzed about? Um, well, uh, I don't give a shit about COVID-19, so I get excited when I don't have to wear a mask in a grocery store. <laughs> um, let's see, what else? Uh, dogs. I have three St. Bernards and two pit bulls. Um, wow. my wonderful husband and you know what? I'm healthy and happy. And when I teaching classes or doing stunt work on TV and film, I'm, I'm, I can't complain. I, I mean, really, I can't, I mean, we all have something to complain about, but I'm always staying busy. That's good. Oh, we don't have to, we don't have to complain. I absolutely don't. I don't think we have to complain at all. No. Um, the, I I heard a statistic today. I was listening to a, someone else's podcast about how eighty percent of maybe eighty percent of people live their day in a more negative space than a positive space. That's a huge statistic if you think of that. But man, it's a choice, isn't it? And, yeah, and I've always known the two of you <laughs> to be positive. You know, to be amongst that twenty percent. And it's a choice. I mean, you guys probably know because I'm such a crybaby about it. You know, my, my dog died this week and he, know. he was the closest, you know, closest living organism on this planet to me ever, human, animal, whatever. And I'm, I'm horribly sad about it, but I'm not by choice. It's just my choice. I can wallow in it. I can be miserable or, you know, they say things happen for a reason, you know, or you can find the good in it. And I, this has nothing to do with pro wrestling or anything else. We're talking as friends. I think there's always a choice how we're going to live our lives and what our attitude is. And, and yeah. I wanted to share that because I think that's the, the tip that we're on right now. Now, uh, the best, not the best, but the thing that I look for that I look at when, when our pets die, because I'm just like you with pets, is that you're able to adopt another one or find another one a wonderful life and so that's why they have to go i mean i get it i mean people are listening to me probably going yeah yeah car dog 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 but you know you're a good man and and you adopt pit bulls that 
need love. So you got another one coming. Well, let me ask you this then. I want to see if this makes me a bad person. I want to ask your guys' opinion. So I am gonna I am gonna get not one more dog, but I'm gonna get two dogs. And I decided. So my last three that Ramon, who just passed, I got him as a puppy. And Ramon went through about 12 years of, of self-inflicted hell with me. You know, you guys all know my story. I'm not yeah. going to get into it. And I started to come out of it a couple of years ago to a much more positive space. Now, in that last 12 years, I adopted three, three pit bulls. And these three pit bulls were all adults. They'd all been horribly abused and traumatized. And I'm still bringing them out of it. It's a process. And I always will be to a degree. So my question now is, if I decide that I want to give myself a break from this past 12 years of trauma and go get a couple of puppies to start fresh as opposed, I, I, like, I think I have the hugest heart in the world for rescue, but then I'm going, you know what? I think maybe I need a break. Uh, you need, okay? yeah, I will agree with you. All right. I'm with you. I'm, I'm an adopting person, but believe me, I've had puppies and I think it's the most amazing thing. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for that. I need it. All right. Had, had to make sure I wasn't being horrible about that. No, no, no. not at all. Not at all. No, no, no. And who gives a flying shit what people think? <laughs> no. True, true, true. Yeah, it wasn't what people thought. It's what I think. So, Karen, when I come out there, we've got to go. we got to jump in the car and drive up to Acton and okay. go visit my good friend, Linda Blair, and play with, um, do you know about this? I know Linda, Linda Blair, Blair, the spin around throw up girl. Yes. Uh, she was, Linda Blair, she's one of my best friends. Uh, Linda Blair's one of my best friends. the actress. All right. She still, she still has a rescue, right? The people rescue? Linda Blair, she's got 200 pit bulls on awesome. her property in Acton, California. And I've been partnered with Linda for about five years now. We, we adopt pit bulls out together. And I'd love to bring you up there. I would play with the two I'm all over it. Let's go. I'm all over it. I know. That'll be fun, huh? All right. Now we're on dogs. Melissa, do you have a dog? Yeah, his name is Drago. He is a rescue. Yeah. You know, it's a good thing because I was going to tell John to just like eliminate you from this podcast if you oh didn't have Oh my God. Yeah, I do have a dog. What he's, kind he, is it? He's a pointer terrier mix, but he's very challenging sometimes. So, because he's, uh, he was, you know, neglected when he was, I guess, when he was a, a little puppy. And I, don't, I have no, they didn't give me no background on, on the dog. So, it's it's hard because I, I always had puppies when I was young, you know, and um and it's just it's just hard. Yeah. Aww, Sometimes we have good days. It. Yeah. And you're married and you have how many kids? It just one. A boy, a girl? Boy? Boy, he's he's about to be fifteen. Aww. Going into twenty one. Is he right over there. there? Are you looking at him? Yeah, Let's see him. He's watching. You can't really oh, see. I shall get shot. Here we go. Oh you got your nice one. Yeah, man, there you go. You guys, it was really cool having you on. Um, it's, it's awesome seeing you both here. I don't have like an amazing wrap-up point or anything of that sort. Um, if there's, you know, let me ask you this. Okay, no, I do have something. Can you guys think, I'm going to put you on the spot. Can you guys each tell us one really good behind-the-scenes story from your experience in pro wrestling? Um, yeah, I think it was the first time I came into uh, the ring in, uh, in NWA, one of the Rock and Roll Express guys. <laughs> he's so funny. He comes on the side, he grabs me by the shoulder. He's like, I see you young girl. You came here to put yourself over. You did a great job. You're oh. great. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. Remember, you're here for yourself. 
keep putting yourself over. Oh. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> I was like, I mean, that was big, you know. It was, it was really cool. That, that is awesome. Karen, about for an hour. Um, you I a good behind the scenes story for us? I do. I, I have this story where when I, of course, was new and then, um, you know, you're in awe of The Rock during that time. That was when he was really huge and, uh, <laughs> and still huge. And, and I love working with him. He's awesome. Um, but there was a time when uh, he would ask like the newbies to go get his car because I guess he had he rented a car. But he goes, can you go get my rent a car and then pick me up in front and then drive me back to the hotel? I'm thinking, what is this? Huh? <laughs> but it was totally kosher. But what was funny is I went to his rent a car and it had freaking cookies all over it. And I never knew this about The Rock. I guess he loves homemade chocolate chip cookies. So all his fans, I guess, knew that who what rent a car he had. And so I'm I'm trying to hurry and get go pick him up in front of this the auditorium, but there was thousands of cookies on this rent a car. And so I'm pushing all these cookies into the rent a car, and that was my back scene. And I got to talk with him my first time, and he gave me some great advice. And he was just a wonderful person at that time. He's so a nice there. guy. He is. And The Rock did not put the moves on you then? Is that what you're telling no, us? No, he was awesome. No, he just right. gave me some advice. And I mean, I you know, as a woman, you're thinking, what? Right. <laughs> Sure. But I was I was so nervous because I wanted to make sure I got all the cookies in his car. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, hey, guys. Um, one, another one of the best female wrestlers in the world is on watching us. Melissa Anderson, cheerleader Melissa. Hi, so Melissa. To... I can see. You guys both know her. I know yes. that. Yes, yes. We intersected both of your careers. Hey, Melissa. Nice Hi, to Melissa. Uh, be on here. Uh, guys, really great having you. And let's all stay in touch, please. And we're going to do together the three of us really soon i would love it and then um thunder you have well rick give her my information so i have her information in case they need some wrestling people here in hollywood well let me know when they get rid of the covid <coughs> 19. <laughs> all right you got, hey thank you both so much it's really good seeing you and i will be in touch with both you guys soon it's nice seeing you have an awesome day guys bye 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 you guys bye bye, bye. Bye. Right, guys. Bye, Rick. Well, I love you, Rick. Love you, Karin. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, guys. That was, was Karin Maurer and Melissa Thunder Rosa Cervantes for Talking Tough. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, we're trying something new here today. As I mentioned, this little gimmick we call three-way dance. The goal is to find two guests who have really unique experiences as pro wrestlers or in the pro wrestling business that haven't met before, put them together and uh, just kind of see what happens without an agenda. And I thought it was fun. I hope uh, everybody out there thought so as well. You can catch all of our podcast episodes at www.talking-tough.com. Uh, we're gonna be live here every Wednesday on Facebook with Three Way Dance. Our guests next week are two very good friends who also don't know each other. At least I don't think they do, we'll find out. Uh, Chris Mordetsky, who most of you know as the masterpiece Chris Masters, and Gabe Tuft, who most of you know as Tyler Rex. Uh, they both came up in UPW, but at different times. They will be on next Wednesday, same time, 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we're working on putting uh, two guys that I was probably closer to than anybody else in this industry together at the same time. That's Tom Howard and Sting. It's not booked yet. We're working on it. All kinds of cool things like that in the works. Otherwise, the other Talking Tough show, the heavy stuff, 
um, the world's toughest people at their most vulnerable. The stories of the uh, you know falls from grace and the climbs back to the top. Uh, new episodes posted every Sunday. www.talking-tough.com. Uh, before I sign off, I want to ask if my producer John Pozarowski of Two Man Power Trip was there. John, do we have you? Yes, I am here. There you are. No, we can't see you today. We've got a we've got a video glitch, and, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, because when because when you're not on, that makes me the best looking guy in the podcast. So <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 happy about that. Uh, John, any uh any thoughts on what we talked about today? Really good stuff. I like how they kind of don't know each other really at all, but you set them up and they investigate each other. They know each other a little bit, but they do have a lot of common ground and common background. Obviously, both being females in the wrestling business at completely different times. But I just thought that was really interesting chat because you get the you know, the older generation, the newer generation kind of mixing it together, old school WWF with Muffy and then a new school NWA with Thunder Rosa. So very good stuff. Very cool. It was a unique experience to get two people that really don't know each other, but are from the same world uh, together and able to talk. So you're the, you're the connection point, which is pretty cool. Right on. So, so you're saying you think our three-way dance experiment maybe, uh, maybe is working. Yes. Yes, for okay. sure. Yes. Good. Well, I'm glad glad to hear that. I know I, I always appreciate your perspective afterwards. So, so the Miz good, and good so, or bad. So the Miz and Sylvester Turkai are not going to be on together. Oh God! You know what? That I I actually truly do feel bad about that. Um, what had happened? I'll, I'll tell a quick story that's got nothing to do with happen with what happened today. Uh, I years ago UPW was a subject of a special on the Discovery Channel on the inside pro wrestling school. And that, that's where Cena came up. You know, Tom Howard was one of the stars on that show. Uh, it was myself, Looney Lane, Sadis, Justin McCauley, and a couple of others uh, with, with Cena, of course. And after that, we were in a deal that the show was so, so well received. We were contacted by Buna Murray, the company that does uh, the real world and road rules and mm -hmm. uh, yep. one of the top companies in reality. And we entered into a negotiation to make it into a weekly reality series. So we actually would have been the first reality series in pro wrestling had I not blown that deal. I, I, I kind of blew that deal, but that's neither here nor there. Now, during the process, I got to know a guy by the name of Scott Freeman. Scott is went on to become the president of Buna Murray. So one of the most powerful guys in the reality business. Scott calls me up one day and goes, hey, Rick, do you know any pro wrestlers in New York? I said, yeah, of course. He goes, good, because we're producing the real world real world there, and we've got this guy in the cast who likes to pretend he's a pro wrestler, and he's really obnoxious, and he's been, like, terrorizing everybody else in the house the entire season with, like, this made-up pro wrestling persona that he calls The Miz, and we're wondering if you know, like, any famous pro wrestlers that live in the area that we can have pop in as a surprise and scare the shit out of him. You probably never heard this before, have you, John? No. Mm -mm. Okay. Mm -mm. So, I mean, you know, we looked far and wide. And at the end of the day, we came up with Roadkill, of all people, from ECW. So Roadkill went to the real world house, did a, did the big pop-out, scared shit out of the Miz deal. And apparently, the Miz loved it. I, that's what I heard from Scott Freeman later. Again, I had no idea who this guy was other than some guy being obnoxious in this house. And a few months later, Scott calls me. And he says, hey, remember that guy I told you about the Miz? I said, yeah, vaguely. He says, well, he moved to L.A. and he actually wants to be a pro wrestler. Can I send him by your school? And I said, sure. So he came by. 
you know, to me, he was another, you know, potential student out of a thousand students that had been through our doors at that time. He, um, you know, he paid his tuition, got into our system, started training. Uh, I was really, really focused on the big guys back in those days, the guys like Sylvester Turkai, Nathan Jones, John Hyden, right, guys of that sort. Uh, didn't pay a lot of attention to The Miz, other than he pretty much brought the character from New York into our school. So he was, how do you say it? He was, he was a little obnoxious and not in a, not in a bad way, not in an off-putting way, but it wasn't really aligned with like the mellow vibe that, you know, we, we attempted to keep in the school. So like an idiot one night on a light show, those were our practice shows. I said, hey, Sylvester, light, light this guy up. And he did. It's on tape somewhere. He he beat him up pretty good. And you know, I, I want to say now, I doubt if Miz will ever hear this, but if he if he does, I, I apologize. Um, because he is such a good guy. And after, you know, after that happened, he actually came up to me, he goes, I get it. He goes, uh, I and he apologized <laughs> where I really should have wow. been the one doing that. Wow. But uh that's that's what happened. That's what happened. And uh, you know, as they say, the rest is history because he went on to become one of the most successful guys in the business and he's a hard worker and a good guy and he deserves it. So there is that story. Did you and Tom see anything in him at all when he first came in or no? I can't speak for Tom. You'd have to ask him that when you speak with him. Um, I can say for myself that the Miz, I would equate the Miz with, um, with Paul London and Joey Ryan meaning that I did not see anything in them. So that was three big misses on my part. Um, you know, and it's really funny, John, that, that you asked that. So, I mean, I'll readily admit then, you know, I'll, you know, people will say to me all the time, oh my God, you know, you had such a great eye for talent with John Cena. And I'll say, no, I didn't. It was obvious. Anybody could have seen that. I mean, look at the guy. And he, he had that, you know, undefinable it quality. I think you know how I, I feel about him personally, but that's mm -hmm. besides the point. Right. You know, you can see that in John. You know, Nathan Jones at, you know, 6'10", legit, you know, 300 pounds legit, shredded with standing backflips and the ability, the ability to cut promos he had walks through the door. You don't have to be a genius to see that. Uh, on the flip side, you know, guys like Paul Lendon, Joey Ryan, The Miz, who worked so hard and all went on to, you know, one degree of success or another, I, I didn't see it. So, nope, I have to admit that uh, uh, I screwed that one up. Um, but the, the ironic thing is with some guys that I put you know, a lot of work into and a lot of heart into and, and, and did some really good things for, from, from my standpoint at least, turned out to be not very appreciative or, or grateful or very nice. Um, the Miz and, uh, and Joey Ryan and Paul London especially, guys that I did not look out for at all, have never been anything but uh, but gracious from day one. So props to those guys. Paul London, uh, great, great talent. Surprised you didn't see something in him. To... Uh, you know what? I was, you know, I, I hate to say it. I was probably just a little, little one-dimensionally fixated at that point. It was still at a time in the business. Well, you know, no, I'm going to give myself a little more credit for that for a second. Um, in a second. I'm going to talk about a guy named Little Nate. Um and a guy mm -hmm. named and a guy named Skulu also. You probably don't know either one of these guys are. You'd have no reason to know. Um, but I still though was not so not entirely one dimensional. But for for the large part, the majority part was very focused on the giant guys. That's what the business called for at that time. It was a different business in those days. Um, 
Skulu and Little Nate were probably my my favorite two gimmick performers. You know, I don't want to say that. My favorite two characters at UPW. And they were both, in my opinion, phenomenally good. They they both should have gotten a shot. And had they, they both, in my opinion, would have been hugely over. And you know, Skulu was 5'8, 5'8, 325 pounds. Um, you know, very, very fat. Um, huge head of hair. He's a Samoan, but in my opinion, he was the best Samoan gimmick ever in the history of the business. And that's a big statement. I know that. And he was a hell of a worker though. Little Nate, you know, at his biggest, I think was like five, five, 130 pounds. And the guy was over, like you could not imagine. So there, there were, it didn't always have to be Nathan Jones and, and Luther Reigns. There are exceptions to that rule that I saw something in, but, but couldn't get the opportunity for so it's a hit or miss business, man. You do the best you can. Absolutely. And I know you mean the warrior, Sting, Cena, obviously. Uh, some prototypical look, obviously, of them compared to Paul London and The Miz. Yeah, yeah. And and again, that's more where my focus was those days, mm -hmm. for better or for worse, as they say. But, uh, you know, on, on that note, um, you know, there, there are a couple of new prospects that I'm working with right now. It's been a long, long time since I've done that. So it's kind of exciting to be back in that mix. Um, one is very confidential. The other, this is interesting, for people who do not know who this guy is, look him up. He goes by the name Am Tyrone. And he is he's like this viral sensation. Um, I'm not going to tell you what he's known for because it's, it, there's no way I can explain it and have it sound remotely cool. But if you watch it, you'll get it. So Am Tyrone, I'm predicting he's going to be uh, – in the spotlight uh, as a pro wrestler sometime over the next year. Nice, nice. Yeah, you turned me on to some of his videos. Very funny, very good stuff. I don't know if they're a work or a shoot, but good stuff for sure from uh, from Tyrone. Yeah, and, well, it, and I think that's a testament to his ability to as a performer because a guy like you who's so seasoned in this business can't tell if it's a work or a shoot. I, I think that's a good indication that he's got a pretty good shot. Yeah, yep, excellent, for sure. Well, right on, man. John, good talking with you afterwards, as always. And, uh, man, thanks for uh, thanks for making this three-way dance happen. Hey, no problem. Thank you, as always. Great stuff. Great, uh, great idea, too. I love it. All right. Well, for today, uh, Rick Bassman signing off for Talking Tough, John Pozorowski, and the two-man power trip as well. We will see you guys next week. Thank you. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that.